Hello and welcome to Heart in Art, the podcast that connects people through creativity. I'm your host, Danny Vanderbrook, a Hong Kong-based writer and teacher of world literature. I'm excited to be here and to share the many voices of our enthusiastic and rich art scene here in Hong Kong. Each week, we deal with a philosophical question related to the arts and explore the thoughts of our guests in relation to their own craft. In this second episode, we explore the relationship between non-fiction and fiction, asking how does art communicate truth? Today, we're joined by Karina Calva. Karina is an international best-selling author of A Girl's Faith, published in Feb 2019. So she's a counsellor certified by Monash University Australia, specialising in trauma and relationship counselling. Her memoir, entitled A Girl's Faith, is a collection of short stories dedicated to her grandma, who sadly passed away in 2018. Most importantly, her memoir uncovers her experiences as a rape survivor, which has led to her assistance of women with the hashtag MeToo events in Hong Kong. Welcome. Thank you so much. It's so (laughs) nice to be here. Yeah, it's lovely to have you here. So tell us a little bit more about the memoir, Joe's Faith, and, and how you came to write it. Well, it started with when I was having... Uh, when I was with Jules Hannaford, yeah. uh, and she interviewed me, and then she just kind of casually said, oh, you should write a book, you should write a memoir. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Like, I didn't take it so seriously. And then and then fast forward a few months later, I met my agent, uh, and then we started talking, and it all kind of just happened organically. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of the idea of how the book came about. It wasn't something I was going to pursue then or now, I always thought I'd write a book at some point, you know, at some point maybe like when I'm 50 or something. But at the same time, I'm really glad I did. So, yeah, I I love the fact that it's out there and people are reading it, so it's good. Uh, What it's about, A Girl's Faith, it's about faith and it's also about forgiveness. And at the same time, well, these two themes to me really stand out. uh, But at the same time, it's also about my relationship with my grandma Mm. um, and all the things and the wisdom and the insights that she taught me that I didn't realize that she did growing up. And it was interesting when I was writing the book that I realized these insights were what kept me going when there was, you know, when I was going through trauma uh, that I didn't, that I wasn't aware of, like the fact that I was so resilient or the fact that I kept wanting more out of life, you know, wanting to date, wanting to go to university, all these things or all these dreams I had. Yeah. Um, made me feel like, okay, they must have, it must have come from somewhere else. And I guess it's her and not knowing that. And so when I was writing the book, I'm like, oh, my God. Mm. You know, it, it, I kinda, it, you can connect the dots. And I'm like, wow. You know, so, um, so as I was writing, I realized, and, and it, because it's coincidentally when she passed, I realized I was always going back to her yeah. in, in the book. Yeah. So when she, when she passed, I realized this isn't about me in that sense, it's more about honoring her while I share my story. She's such a big character in the book as well, Big Mama. Yeah, Big Mama, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah she you is. can really tell. And it's wonderful that in the process of actually creating something, you go back to your own life and start to join the dots, as you said, Yeah. as well. Yeah. That fascinates me. I mean, the idea that the way that art can communicate truth yeah. or the relationship between truth and art. Um, 
So, you know, what does it take then to transfer all of your life mm-hmm, and all of mm-hmm. this kind of truth, your truth, into mm-hmm. into a memoir, into something that that is awful? For me, it all came down to owning my story. So I felt like when I was going to write this book, I had to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a fine line because you want to make it creative and keep the element of it being nonfiction. But at the same time, the intention is to share the story in the best way possible, that it's authentic to who I am. Mm. So that years later on, I still want to be able to look at the book and go, yeah, it was set in the right intention. So that was something I was very careful about as I was writing to ensure that there was an element of culture, there was an element of playing with words, hopefully, but also I was honoring what I wanted to serve with this book. Yeah. That kind of was really important for me as I was writing and editing and all of it. That's a really nice sentiment. Mm. You do talk about the editing process as well, the grueling process as it is. Oh my God, it was <laughs> tough. In the book. It was really? tough. Yeah. Um, like, as you probably read, I, I was like, I was very good at just like turning in some words and thinking, okay, I've done my part, <laughs> you know, but when you get feedback and when you're being told, okay, you know, you need to elaborate, this, this is great, but keep going and give me more. Mm. Or when it gets really brutal and you're like, okay, this is not good enough. Yeah. Like, oh, this is rubbish. And you know, you need, and I'm like, oh, what, what does that mean? So yeah. the, you know, when you take it subjectively and you get, a, get personal about it, then you think, okay, I'm a crap writer. Mm. I can't write this, is this a bad idea? What am I doing? Like you have all these sort of um, ideas about yourself. I remember one, at one point I broke down and I'm like, I can't do this, you know. Yeah. And I had to get over the fact that, okay, I want to do this. I have to do this in the best way possible. So yeah. I need to look at the feedback for what it is. It isn't personal. It's just feedback to make me a better writer. Uh, but initially it was just like an attack on my ego. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. it's you kind of feel like, okay, you know, I'm being told this is rubbish or I'm being told like this is sloppy writing or whatever have you. Mm-hmm. How do I take this and not get personal? Because it's really hard, you know, because it's, it's your words that's out there. So you're attached to these words, you yeah. know, and so you feel that's you, that's you owning this. And someone is saying, hey, that's not good. That's it, because not only is it your art, but it's your life as well. It has that added layer, doesn't it? Exactly, so exactly. I can see how that might feel like yeah. a personal yeah, it would get personal and yeah. make you feel insecure in that way. Yeah, because you really trust the words you put together. Yeah. Or you think that you've got it right because <laughs> you don't know any better. <laughs> and then when someone's like, nah, you know, you haven't quite got it. You're like, what are you talking about? You know, Yeah. until yeah. you're able to really step back and look at it for what it is. It's true. I mean, I remember being in writing workshops as a fiction writer um, and on the course, there were the creative nonfiction writers mm. who often wrote memoirs, yeah, like yours, and then the fiction writers. And I was with them, and we always said that we were less uh, less courageous because we wrote about our truth, but we hid behind the smokescreen of fiction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas you know, there's something far more raw and honest about yeah. a memoirist. Yeah, I think. yeah. It's a lot more daring. Yeah, and yet a lot more scary. Yeah. Yeah. I think especially with the topic that you're tackling as well. Yeah. And what I I mean, what I liked about it is it's very much you don't dwell in the past in that sense. Yeah, yeah. You do talk about the impact that it's had on your life. Sure. But it, it's very much from the standpoint of someone who is strong and someone who's, 
you know, really, really dealt with it mm. and taken mm. uh, agency. Yeah, is a word I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the intention. Is because I think I didn't want the book to be about oh poor me, I went through that. Versus, yeah. it's about I went through that, and let me explain what the effects are. Yeah. And the, the again, the idea behind that is because there are a lot of people who are non victims who've not been raped yeah. and so they don't understand how there is all these effects on mm. what happens to a person who's gone through it yeah so the effects are on so many levels and I think that needs to be clear to people who have no idea about what happens to an individual and I wanted to bring that across and at the same time show how you can come through that at yeah. some point in your life mm-hmm. but to understand the journey behind what happens to an individual I think that's really important yeah and I think I really like that quotation of yours, which we talked about owning your story. Yeah, right? I'm very, I'm big on that. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, that that to me is so important. I think if you don't acknowledge it to yourself first, mm. there is no way you're in the path of owning your story. I always think, um, you know, uh, people talk about art and and moving through experiences that they've had through their art. And I almost think that's a, a way of owning your story indeed. as well. Indeed, because mm. like for me, I think this writing this book was a beautiful way of reminding myself or really checking in with myself as to where I'm at yeah. in this whole process of healing. Mm-hmm. And so when I was writing, while it was fun, because I love writing, and I'm like, oh my God, I actually feel good. Yeah. You know, versus, oh my God, I'm still stuck in this pain. You know, yeah. so it was a good way to sort of like to find out where I'm at and when I was able to write that and go okay of course when I was writing the chapter in particular like Felix the uh, Felix the cat was trapped yes when I was writing that (laughs) chapter that was hard Mm. because I'm going into lots of detail but all the other chapters were fine and it was good for me to see how the journey's been but also to know you know how far I've come yeah so I think that's really important while enjoying the whole in the process of writing so it's interesting that you're not only sharing your truth with other people, hopefully helping them to, yeah. you know, take ownership and, of their own. and understand some of their own, but it's almost like in the act of writing it, exactly. you start to discover more about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think that's really important. Because mm-hmm. I, for me, authenticity is all about making sure what you say is hopefully what you're practicing. Yeah you know as much as possible so walk the walk yeah exactly (laughs) right so like if I'm telling people or if I'm writing this book that you know it's important to have faith and to forgive I mean that's idealism but that's Mm -hmm. something I believe in because that's what I've done yeah Uh, and that's what I continue to do in my life so to me that's the more central point of everything in this book yeah yeah, so I, I feel that's really important to be authentic in that sense. You you get to the idea of faith when you talk about your Buddhist practice. Yeah. Which is fascinating to me because I also identify as a Buddhist. Okay, um, very yeah, cool. Very and, cool. And try to follow the Dharma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's I mean, so I found that really interesting and it came back nicely to the whole title, The Girl's Faith. Yeah. So you talked about Felix... Felix the cat and how that that chapter was a struggle but were there any other parts that were a particular challenge not particularly I think writing about my grandma was at some point Mm. because it was so close to when she passed yeah so it was just a very raw emotion Mm -hmm. um so obviously having to time out 
and you know cry and and feel weak and feel crap and all of it and and feel you know let down in a way I'm like how can she go without me all of that stuff yeah uh, until I could get my head around the fact that you know she had a beautiful life and she's gone but she's still with me yeah. and understanding all of it but it takes time because initially it's no matter how much you prepare yourself for death when it happens it still hurts yeah so that when I was writing about her and her passing that was hard as well yeah because it was too soon mm. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just a timeline, really. But Yeah, yeah that's it. It's also uh, a great way to help to process it. I'm yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the only other thing that, that struck me was, you know, this kind of idea about writing about family members and knowing that some of them will read it. Was that difficult in any way? Yes. Yeah, yeah I, I, I can't lie about that. Mm. It was very hard. They Did were, you censor yourself? <laughs> there were many times when I thought, okay, um, I can't write this yeah. because I didn't know how to bring them up without not bringing them up. Yeah. So as much as possible, I limited how much I brought them up. Yeah. Because it's hard. Like for everyone else who's in the book, I got consent. Yes. Uh, with my family, it's a bit sticky. And, and what I mean by sticky is... There is still this shame idea about talking about rape, especially in the Indian community. Yeah. And I can understand that because you're kind of dishonoring the family. So me writing this book, it's me doing this for me and wanting to help others. Yeah. And I don't expect my family to understand it because this is my own this is my own choice. Yeah. So when I decided to write this book, I was also sensitive that that I did not make them in any way or shape or form in a come across in a bad light because that's not the intention mm. uh, so there's no blame game going on yeah but at the same time when if possible I cut down as much as them so that it was easy for not just the readers but even if they were to read it that they didn't feel that they were there without consent or like why were they there in the first place or anything of that sort you know yeah but having yeah. said that I've had um, quite a few people in the family, extended family, who were very happy with the book and really like proud and and all of it. So I was quite yeah. I didn't expect them to read it to be honest. Oh wow! Yeah. yeah so that, that was be... that was huge. But it's still there's still moments when I'm like, oh my god, did I do the right thing on that page? I know I brought that up. Like I still have that sometimes. Yeah. But I yeah. go okay. I have to make peace with the fact that I did it with the best intention. Yeah. And I know, having read that a million times, that I. I only put things that I felt were needed without bashing anybody. Yeah. The only person I did bash and I thought I didn't was my dad. Yeah. But that I only kept that on a factual basis and yeah. everything else I tried to understand it from where his mind was at. Yeah. versus attacking him for what he did. And there's definitely that empathy in there and that attempt to understand yeah I've certainly felt that anyway. thank you thank so, you yeah. that was that was really important for me because I wanted to be able to and I still believe that's important is to rise above what took place so that one can look at it for truly what it is and I feel like someone who, who is a perpetrator of that to that extent must have a really twisted mind yeah. and for that I empathize for that I feel sorry mm-hmm. and so if I can have that view about that person then then you, you're no longer having anger. You're no longer blaming. But you go, oh, my God, they're not in the same headspace as me. Yeah. So obviously what they did was, while it was a messed up thing, it's not something that they can even understand. 
mm. because they don't have the same cognitive ability. Yeah. So yep. you know, it's a form of acting out, perhaps. Yeah. Some Impulsive and it's trauma. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that are happening in cognitive level that we can't even comprehend. Yeah. So it is what it is, and that, f- and because I'm able to go, okay, you know what? I don't understand his makeup, yep. and I never will. But clearly, this is not normal, and because it's not normal, I know that there must be something wrong in his own mind to be able to do that, and yeah. that, and that's sad. Yeah, you know, for anyone to be able to do that, it's sad. And it, it just feels like you come to a place of acceptance. I don't it's, think anyone ever has to forgive anything like yeah. that. Yeah. But acceptance, I imagine, is very important for for your own moving on exactly and it's selfish truly because I want to be able to feel free yeah so like if I was to hold on to it it's only me that suffers Mm. because you know deep down you know you have this rage you have this anger or resentment or whatever have you and it's eating you up not him not anyone Mm. else so what is the point of that so really you're not winning from all of this so to me it's like okay what can I do so that I can feel free and obviously being Buddhist doing meditation and working with my teacher helped me understand how to combat all of it. It reminds me of the phrase, resentment is like wishing someone were poisoned and drinking it yourself. Voila. Exactly sums up that sentiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's silly, right? Yeah. Because no one else but you suffer. The poison goes right to you. So what I hear is the truths that come out of this the universal truths are mm. those feelings, mm-hmm. those human feelings that we all have, mm-hmm. anger, resentment, yeah. faith, you know, those nicer feelings of yeah. love and gratitude and joy. I felt them all. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. That's good. That's the, that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad it's coming through, you know. Mission yeah. accomplished. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just finally then, because we're running out of time, unfortunately, in what ways do you think art conveys your truth then? If you had to summarize or crystallize what you've taken away from this project through writing I'm able to not only check in with myself and see where I'm at but also be able to share what I wanted to share um, which is really that you can go through all of this still come out the other end and I feel that words have that powerful effect on leaving that impression leaving that message to the world to read yeah so for me Words are so powerful, and my intention was that, to make sure I use the words in the best way possible to convey that if you have the faith and if you have the patience to work through it, that you can come out the other end, and that's really important. Fantastic. So where can we find your book, Karina? So there are quite a few channels. Uh, If you're in Hong Kong, uh, a bookazine bookstore. Yep. uh, Or you can message me. I've got quite a few stock. If you want a signed, uh, signed copy, then you can get in touch with me. Awesome. If you are not in Hong Kong, then Amazon.com, uh, Book Depository, Barnes & Noble. Great. And um, we'll also post a link on Heart in Art Facebook page. Brilliant. Yeah. So thanks so much for not coming here today. Thank you wonderful. for having me. You're welcome. It's been wonderful sharing with you all so far. Art's often relegated to a much smaller societal space than it deserves. When state education funding is cut, often the first programmes to lose out are the arts. And I've often heard, I only read non-fiction because I don't see the point in made-up stuff. Those comments make me sad. American novelist and lit critic John Updike puts it in a beautifully eloquent way that I want to share. He says, fiction is nothing less than the subtlest instrument for self-examination and self-display that mankind has invented yet. 
The way I see it, art captures zeitgeist, the spirit of the times, and either shouts it from the rooftops or attempts to push it off the edge and bring it crashing to the ground. The truth communicated by art may be more abstract, but that doesn't make it any less significant. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to join in the discussion, have questions or comments, please post on our Facebook wall at fb.me forward slash heart in art 2019. If you love art and would like to take part in the show, contact us at m.me forward slash heart in art 2019. I've been your host, Danny Vanderbrook. Thank you for listening and see you next time.